0: cats to a special edition of weaver state weekly this week i'm your host colby peterson with me on the pod today we have i'm so happy to be here love talking softball and volleyball let's go get it wildcats yeah grateful for ac coming on to talk a little bit about softball and we're gonna be talking a little bit about volleyball so we're really excited to have a special interview with head softball coach mary Kay amicone she's going to talk to us a little bit about her journey to weaver state Uh, the 2019 season, which was a high watermark for the Wildcats and what to look forward to this year on the 2021 season. And hopefully this one gets a little bit more play than the 2020 season did. Uh, But first, if you haven't already, Please uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on social media. It's a great place to interact with the Weber State Weekly team. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all great places to listen to Weber State Weekly, especially when we've got great interviews like these. And please feel free to rate us. It helps us to climb in the rankings and find our way into the feed of other Wildcat fans, wherever they may be. <laughs> Hey, Wildcat fans. This episode of Weber State Weekly is sponsored by Wildcat Rack. If you're looking for one of a kind, officially licensed Weber State apparel, Wildcat Rack is the place. All the designs and apparel are made right here in Weber County by people who know and love the purple and white. Check out the latest designs by going to their website, wildcatrack.com, and be sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram for new designs and sneak peeks as they become available. Now, back for more Weber State Weekly. All right, Wildcat fans, we have a special treat for you. We're welcomed by head softball coach, Mary Kay Amacone. Uh Coach, thanks so much for coming on Weber State Weekly to chat with us about the program. Looking forward to the 2021 season, of course. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about you, about uh, the past and about what the future looks like. So, coach, welcome to Weber State Weekly.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for for having me on.
0: Yeah, like I said, we're really excited. Uh you know, Coach, you've really done a number with this Weber State softball program. Really turned it around since being hired hired in June of 2013. And so, I thought we'd start. You know, maybe start there, Coach, and talk a little bit about your background. You had a lot of success as a coach before taking the mantle here at Weber State. And so, uh, let's let's talk a little bit. You know, you were a Wildcat yourself uh, before the program went away back in 1982. Uh, tell tell us about a little bit about that. You know, what drew you to Weber State then, and you know kind of the heartbreak of having that program uh, go away.
1: Yeah, I um definitely enjoyed my experience at Weber State originally as uh as a sophomore, I think a freshman and sophomore in college and then the program unfortunately um went dormant and so I transferred to the University of Utah. I had uh, lots of great experiences and great teammates. In fact, we've had an amazing um, fall. This past fall, we reconnected with my teammates in the 79, uh, 80, 81 classes. And they connected with our players and shared stories and memories. And it's really been a neat thing to watch the connection develop between what we call our ancestors. So it was fun and, and it definitely was the, really uh, the main reason that I, I took the job back at Weber State.
0: Nice coach
2: so I uh, was sorry Colby I, I was just gonna ask I mean you you were at Weber State the program went, went dormant like you said had a ton of success elsewhere right you went to slick you went to uh, to Jordan High first female coach ever and then Weber State kind of we get the program back. And for the first few years, we're kind of struggling. The year before you were hired, the program only had 10 wins, I think it was. And and then you come in and we kind of see this massive turnaround. And so I'd like to know from your perspective, what what were some of the big things that went into that that big turnaround that first year when you were hired?
1: Well, I, I will really applaud um the administration and coach Johnson for getting the program back up and running, because it's, it's a huge endeavor to um, build the field to sponsor the sport again. And it's really a privilege to have it back at Weber state. And I think just for me, um, the timing was better for me. Um, Our sons were, high school and college age. And I wanted to uh, really support them and watch them. Um, And with Mark's job, my husband's job with the bees, um, it was a great fit to be at Salt Lake Community College for nine years and be able to build, build in that program. And then when Weber state um, position opened, it was It was pretty cool because also Utah Valley, the job opened. And so immediately I had some choices to make and um, I stepped on campus back again and did the kind of the walk around where the the field used to be. And just the, it really um, felt right. It was the right move. And so um, I think that that transition um, was great for us. And it, it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work from just trying, basically creating a culture that knew how to win and getting um, some pretty special players in here that believed in what we're doing and currently continue to do.
0: Yeah, coach, um, like you said, you had a lot of success at Salt Lake Community College playing for national championships at that level. And then the job comes open for both Weber State and Utah Valley, both, you know, places that have strong, you know especially Utah Valley, a place where playing playing baseball and softball, there was a strong tradition there where Weber State was trying to reestablish themselves. Would you say that as an alumna, that was sort of the thing that pulled you back to Weber State, that even though the program was just getting going again, the fact that you had been a Wildcat was really kind of a, a deciding factor for you when you decided to come back?
1: Yeah, it definitely was. And then um, I also was familiar with Jerry Bovee, uh, who was the athletic director at the time. And I had a local player, Macaulay Flint, out of Roy, um, that had played at Salt Lake Community College uh, for for us there, and she had committed to Weber State. And I had a couple other players that previously went to Weber State, and they enjoyed their experience, but they did know that it was an uphill battle for a little bit, and they just strongly. Um, recommended, encouraged me to endeavor the four-year um, system again, and so I, I for sure loved my experience playing at Weaver State, and it, it is it is really great to be back.
2: So, tell us a little bit more about how you can build a winning culture from a program that's so new and. Was kind of struggling a little bit. You said there was a lot of hard work involved. Uh, hard work, like what? What? What went into it?
1: Well, you know, the hard work is um, there. Were there were talented players in the program, but they did not really know how good they were and realize that they were very capable of um, being champions, and so. We incorporated the mix of who was on the previous teams that had struggled to have success. And I interjected some junior college players from Salt Lake Community College and from College of Southern Idaho, who both programs were very, junior college programs were very successful. And those players knew how to win. And they knew that losing in in that case was unacceptable you know it was just something that um, it blended well and the players that were in the program wanted to change um they wanted they wanted to win and they wanted to figure out what was the difference so it's that combination of blending um those that have won and those that have not had that success yet um, and believing in them and being able to coach them and have them understand uh, that these are the things that need a slight change, but you're on the right track. And we just need to, you know, we we need to do a better job in recruiting and, and filling up that lineup with uh, players that knew how to win to interject some of that championship behavior.
0: Yeah. Like you said, it's a culture coach and uh, you've definitely built one in your second season as head coach of the softball program, one big sky coach of the year. And so there's been a, a number of accolades that you have brought to the program and some that have come to yourself. Uh, now coach, I want to, I want to move on a little bit and let's talk a little bit about uh, that 2019 season. Cause it was a high mark for this program and one that uh, got a lot of people excited about what was happening up on campus. Um, talk to us a little bit about you know, that season because there was a there was a tough stretch there where you know in non-conference play there were a string of losses, but then I felt like the the team found its groove and uh you had some really signature wins over some big programs. Uh talk us talk to us maybe a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's um 2019. We've talked about it uh, many times, the players that are currently in the program. Um we talked about how we felt at that moment when we had lost a string of games and we weren't playing to our potential and they realized that some things needed to change. But I will say typically, and it's no different this year, um, we play such a, such a challenging and difficult preseason that that um, lends itself to the success that we can have in the big sky because we play um, such a strength of schedule uh, that you know they measure themselves against the UCLA's, the Oregon's. Uh, you know we we play them toe to toe, and it's pretty tough just coming out of the snow. And for instance, heading heading to Phoenix tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't been on our we haven't been on our field. We haven't been in the dirt. We have had some some pretty good weather where we could take team defense on the turf field down at the football practice field. But, um, that year we had all the right pieces. They just, um, we had played some really tough competition. And I just remember (laughs) we went to San Jose state tournament and we lost five in a row. And some of them were really close and some of them were not. And we were coming off a couple of key injuries and they just got together. They just decided that they could do better. They knew they could do better. And we we got into conference play and we played Sac State in our opening series at home in, in Big Sky Conference play. And it snowed on Thursday, really bad. And we, Sac State, that storm blew in and we ended up having to uh, move the Friday game because of snow and we were shoveling snow most of the day. Um, and played them a double header Saturday. And there's a pretty good rivalry there and very competitive teams. And we came out and played so well and we beat them in the doubleheader and the third game was winter you know we didn't weather related we couldn't make that up but that gave them a glimpse of we're good we're really good and um just jump started the conference play and then we went on a series of um really important victories to set us up to being you know one of our most significant um regular season um oh conference play where we we won like 14 in a row uh if not more I can't remember but we we got that momentum and that momentum really uh carried over and Addie Jensen who's our volunteer uh pitching coach along with Kevin Jensen right now um, but she was a pitcher that had transferred in and she was significant to our, um, just to inject, she knew how to win and that really helped us carry over into conference play. And so we took that momentum into, uh, the the big sky tournament played at Sac state and there was no looking back. It was, it was just a, a really, really fun, memorable run of how to, how to win on the road at somebody else's place hosting the tournament. And we knew we could do that. We'd done it before. Um, But it was just so fun to see them really thrive in that challenge.
2: So last season, I mean, you said it, right? This team just turned into a juggernaut and just started winning everything. And it kind of culminates heading to the NCAA tournament, right? you, You head there and you get a big win against Fullerton, seven to three. And it looks like the program's about ready to take this next step, right? The, pro- the Weber States won conference championships. And now all of a sudden they're winning NCAA tournament games and then 2020 happens. Right. And we get COVID. And so I'm curious to know coach, do you think that the virus, or I guess I should say, how much do you think the virus has impacted the program? If it has at all.
1: Oh yeah. It, it's impacted us in a tremendous way. Um, you know we have had great pride in the, especially the in-state players that have continued the foundation of of winning, and to have um, our leadoff hitter, Bug, as you said, Bug Landy Hawker, our two hitter, Courtney Pesca, um, those three in the outfield for three straight years. Um, they were incredible, and to have March twelfth hit, and to just see the devastation of emotional, this can't be happening. Um, it, it had a tremendous effect on everybody, and still, still has. I mean, you can't take uh, those three players out of your lineup um, and not feel that and. I think from that standpoint, it's been 11 months since we've played anybody else, you know, no fall scrimmages, just scrimmage against ourselves, Um, taking those players out of the lineup. And especially, like I said, um, they played every game of three years. They were never injured. Um, They were never out of the lineup. They were big sky first teamers. So. Having a new a new outfield, um, returning a lot of uh, cats who who knew and knew the standard, and they're excited to be back after it. But it's it's been it's been challenging all the way around. So we are excited to get down to Phoenix and and just grow. You know, it's going to take some time. As you mentioned, we're very young and it's going to take some time.
0: So, Coach, I uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because, you know, looking at the roster right now, three juniors, one senior, uh, everybody else is a sophomore or a freshman of some flavor. And so I I wanted to ask, uh, you know, like you said, you're heading down to Phoenix, uh, this weekend softball season starts and, uh, you've got a big one right out of the gate against, uh, a PAC 12 team in Oregon and then another against grand Canyon. who has traditionally been a, a good program. And so I wanted to talk to you about that. Like, uh, as, as we have this new, new crop of ladies, uh, you know, playing in wildcat uniform, uh, how do you prepare for that when you haven't had as much time to work with them in the off season or just, you know, we haven't had those scrimmages. How, how, have you prepped for this big moment down in Phoenix?
1: well it it really starts with just uh, understanding that it takes time and you don't you have to keep perspective. I think just understanding when you go into competition, um, it it is going to take some development. And if you go into, just like I said, probably the biggest turning point that twenty nineteen season was when we lost all five games at San Jose State. And we you know, we had played some really good competition, but um that's what makes us better. It's that whole iron sharpens iron uh, cliche, but it really the better teams we play, the better we get, and we can measure ourselves with that. So we just, Really set set the goals to to keep our standard of what we expect and to play our very best. And um, with the youth of our team right now, um, we just got to go out and keep getting better. And that's the goal is, you know, the the outcome is going to be what it is. And our schedule, we can't really dictate who we play in the preseason. You enter a tournament and you know, you're going to play grand Canyon cause it's their tournament. But at the time you don't know who else is going to be in the tournament. So it could be anywhere from, you know, uh, Arizona state or another PAC 12 team. And you know, you're going to see somebody t- from the power conferences Um, But you're also seeing people that have been able to be outside and it's just part of the deal. Uh, They've been practicing outside and we we have the field house, which is great, but it's different. It's definitely different. Um, So we don't make it we don't make it any bigger than it is. And that is uh, it's a fresh start and we're going to get experience and we're going to take a look at it in a week and say, all right, these are the things that we did well. These are the things we need to improve upon and go from there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like you said, coach, uh, it it can be difficult when you have to play against teams that have been able to play out in the sun for a bit now. Uh, Whereas, you know, here in Utah, maybe not as, uh, not as, as, as easy, even though we do have the field house, like you said, it is different. So uh, I want to wrap the interview up uh, coach by asking a little bit about some of this new young talent that we have on this wildcat roster. Uh, talk to us about who, uh, who has you most excited or, or which players we should be watching for as we get into conference play here in a few weeks.
1: Well, I think the the people that um, set the table and, and, and set the tone for us are, are definitely our returners that um, have come in, Ashlyn. It's great to have Ashlyn Visser backs hmm. back and um, Chloe, Chloe Camarero, Camarero. just yeah. just
0: MVP caliber player.
1: Yep, and very very much a catalyst. And but Faith and Lauren Ho are exciting uh, players who give us uh, the best opportunities to win in in multiple ways with. Tremendous uh, softball IQ and leadership, um, and then we have in the outfield who has learned with Bug and Landy and Court is Casey Whiting, and she's ready to carry on that outfield legacy. And I think um, along with with her, uh, Noel Foster is just a sophomore who didn't get much experience behind those seniors last year, but learned a ton and she's ready to jump in there and um, give it a great go. Uh, We have a freshman outfielder, center fielder, um, Mia Rushton. And I think she's really going to do some, some very good things in the outfield. Um, Mikkel McHuston, she's a junior and she'll play second base. so. We do have, we do have some um, people that got really good experience and McKell's another one of those that did that as well. Um, but our pitching, our pitching staff uh, is key. It starts with them. Everything starts in fast pitch softball in the circle. So Kate Donaldson returns um, as a senior, essentially she's a senior. Um, so She'll be, she'll be very important to our success along with Mariah Ramirez. Uh, We call her Mo. Um, And we have a large pitching staff. We have six pitchers and we'll need each one of them to, to develop and, and really set the tone for us defensively. And Mandy sink is the other, um, the other pitcher that we think had a lot of, I mean, in the abbreviated season last year, she had some good experience with us and so did Mo and so did Kate.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because like you said, even though, you know, the, the the numbers here say that, oh, they're still a freshman's Like some of those players did have the opportunity to play in that abbreviated 2020 season. So there is an opportunity, especially, you know, Mandy Sink recording 20 strikeouts in just that few number of games. So a person who can really put the Ks on the hitters when they want. Uh, coach. I want to wrap up by thanking you so much for coming on Weber state weekly to talk to us a little bit about the program and what to look forward to. Uh, as we noted, you'll be making the trip down to Phoenix this weekend to play in grand canyons kickoff. That's their tournament down there. And so you'll be facing a number of good teams, but uh, we look forward to seeing you continue to play. And as the warm, as the weather gets warmer, uh, you'll have an opportunity to play right here at home in front of a, a hometown crowd, hopefully. So coach Mary K. thank you for joining us on Weber state weekly.
1: You bet. Thanks for having me and, and go Wildcats. Always go Wildcats.
0: All right. We want to thank Coach Emmy Cohn for coming on Weaver State Weekly this week to chat about the softball team and what we can look forward to as they get going this weekend down in Phoenix. So now I see we're going to pivot a little bit. Let's. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, but I wanted to make sure that we talked about that sweep up in Missoula. Happy birthday to coach Jeremiah Larson up there. I uh, did a great job against the Grizz. Uh, I just want to get, you know, your initial impressions. I know you were watching on Pluto TV, even though you weren't on the call, AC, tell me what you saw in this, uh, two set match up in Missoula.
2: Two. I mean, let's be real. It was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Great volleyball to watch. Right. So in the second match, I think that the team made it a little bit harder than it needed to be. I think that this Montana team, um, I, I don't want this to come off as as deprecating in any, any way. I think that they're a talented group. I think they're probably going to end up finishing kind of towards the middle of the big sky uh, with how things were looking at the end of last season, how they're looking at the beginning of this season. So it's, it's still a good team. And going on the road up there, that's always one of the tough road trips in the big sky. So seeing these ladies come out and get out of Montana in seven sets with two dubs, yeah. that's pretty impressive. I was happy to see it.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know the uh, like you said, the second set in the first. You know the first match, uh, Wildcats sweep three sets to none, no problem. The following night, though, uh, match got a little bit closer. You know that first, the first set, twenty five to twenty one, Wildcats get the W, twenty five to fourteen, a dominant set in the second. But then the third, they really kind of had trouble. AC, what you see there? Uh, you know they ended up losing that set, twenty five to sixteen. Kind of where where were they kind of struggling
2: in that third set? A lot of it says, uh, I mean, a lot of just volleyball in general is on the serve receive, right? And that's kind of what we saw. So the serve receive, what that is, when, so Montana's serving the ball and Weber State, when they receive the ball, it's that first pass, that's the serve receive, right? And so if that's not clean and your setter's not able to plant or feet, get a strong base and really make a good set, I mean, it, it just kind of screws everything up, and so it's so important for that serve receive battle to be won. And in that third set against Montana, guess what? We didn't win it, and so it got a little sloppy. Ashlyn Power, as talented as she is, you know, she she wasn't getting a lot of help on the serve receive. And I mean, Weber State ended up paying the price for it in that third set. It did get a little bit uh, a little bit sloppy at times, but the important thing is that they won. Uh, last season, we saw that this team. Re- struggled early on in conference play and in this season guess what you didn't have a preseason to kind of fine-tune things and so they're still working on that they haven't played a competitive match in over 400 days prior to this season so they're still kind of working out the bugs of some things but i mean losing one set in montana i feel like you you really can not be too old that no,
0: definitely not. Right. Like, like you said, I mean, that's the way it goes. And if and if you're not getting those good digs, uh, it makes it very difficult to then get your offense going and get things set up because you just you're just not able to get the ball back up in the air and do what you want with it. Um, one thing I wanted to point out from this uh, two match series up in Missoula was that Rylan Adams really continues to be an offensive force. Um, tell me a little bit about what you're seeing there, AC, because I know you watch the matches.
2: Rylan Adams is, I mean, she's balling so hard right now. She's yeah. balling so hard right now. It's awesome to watch. So last season, um, I I don't like picking favorites, but with this team, I couldn't help it. Rylan Adams, at the time, Rylan Roberts was my favorite player on the team. She just, she does everything. So you, you often hear the, the, you know, the cliche, Jack of all trades, master of none. No, she's a jack of all trades and a master of all trades. She does everything and she does it all well. She's hitting the ball harder than I've ever seen her do it. I'm surprised that she's become a little bit of the primary option she's the go-to lady for this team i thought she might be more of a second or third option like like we saw from her last year she was kind of a second third fourth option but she's become the primary lady on this team and she's hitting so efficiently so effectively that you got to feed the hot hand and rylan roberts is the hot rylan adams excuse me she's the hot hand right now and so you you just you're going to keep riding that momentum until
0: Yeah, definitely the case. Cause like you said, I mean that in that second match, Ryland leads all, all players with 24 kills, you know, Danny nay, who we've talked a lot about, you know, sophomore this year was really, you know, a primary, you know, handler of that ball really the, the, you know, has striking the ball. Well, you know, she had 15 kills, but man, Ryland Adams just coming through at 24, just really dominant on the net, just pounding that ball to the floor and really making the, Montana defense struggle to get digs out of that
2: she's hitting such a high percentage too and so you've got you've got your attack percentage which could be considered uh you know it's similar to like a a batting average in baseball Mm. and for an outside like Ryland, someone who even sees some action on the back row she's hitting 282 right now like she's killing it so on the outside, it's a little bit harder to get kills. It's easier to get kills in the middle. And that's why you see middle blockers frequently have their attack average is usually, you know, in the three or four hundreds, they get isolated blocks. It's a little bit easier to get a kill through the middle Ryland's playing on the outside where it's significantly harder to get, get a kill. You're facing tougher defenses. The scheme is a little bit different and she's hitting 282. She's on fire this season. And it's been so much fun to watch. I love seeing her succeed like this. Yeah, definitely.
0: Because I mean, I don't think that, you know, when we did the preview show with coach Jeremiah Larson and Ashlyn Power earlier in November, you know, we talked a lot about um Danny Nay and and what she would be on the outside for this team and you know the presence that she was and we really didn't talk a lot about Rylan Adams. So I think that, you know, she's been just just such a force this year that it's 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 a nice thing because we talked about a few other players who had graduated and uh, who was going to pick up where they left off and um right now that answer is Rylan Adams, she's ready to be that person who can assist Danny Ney in finding those points and getting the Wildcats through uh, a pretty quick sweep in Missoula. So before we uh, wrap this one up, AC, I wanted to give you a chance to any other parting thoughts before we look to the future
2: got coming up right yeah and it's gonna be is it's gonna be awesome to say bye-bye birdies with a couple wins you know a few wins against them in conference play um i think that i think that weber state's the more talented team but also i mean it's still a young team you still got a little bit of the, the timing issues in your your set and your your swing so you Got to, just a couple of things you got to figure out, but SUU uh, they're I think they're kind of going to finish in the same tier as Montana uh, kind of middle, maybe like maybe the upper end of the bottom tier in the big sky. And so it's going to be another tough out, but guess what? We're playing in Swenson gym. I like our chances and I'm excited to see this team this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, playing in the Swenson gym is uh, even though there are no fans, it's quite an
0: advantage because the ladies do seem to play well in our court. So like Casey mentioned, uh, if you're interested, you can catch the ladies playing on Pluto TV this weekend. They'll be playing on Friday and Saturday, Friday at 6 p.m., Saturday at 4 p.m. on Pluto TV. You can catch both of those matches there and uh, continue to root on these ladies, because like we've been talking about the whole season, this is a very talented group of ladies. And uh, we're gunning for that ship this time around.
2: So, well, uh, right. Northern Colorado, they're a good team. Guess what? We're undefeated and we're first place right now. We're coming for it.
0: Yeah. And uh, we'll be seeing them in a couple of weeks. So uh, looking forward to that matchup, like we talked about in the, in our preview with coach Jeremiah Larson that, you know, we're going to go see the champs about uh, what they got going and uh, we're looking forward to it. So with that, AC, uh, we're going to wrap up this uh, quick episode by uh, telling everybody once again, if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram twitter or facebook uh, twitter is one of the best places to interact with the weber state weekly team especially on game days or match day in this case if you're watching volleyball i know ac has got the handle for those sometimes and um you can also we've got a lot of really good content on the blog lately you know we did a lot of recruiting stuff last week and so if you're interested to know about our signing class we've got you covered go to weberstateweekly.com you can find out all about our new recruits coming in for this football team because they we've got some good ones ac and i think you know all about that
2: That's right. we got some really good guys. And guess what? We're the authority on Weber State recruiting. So if you want to know about these kids, you want to know what they bring to the football team, you go to WeberStateWeekly.com and you'll find all about.
0: Yes, sir. So with that, we're going to wrap up the show uh, like we always do and just say Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 (laughs) Go Wildcats.